podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, don't take it seriously. We're only bugging. <laughs> Mark Webster, this is the Whistleblowers. This is the last Whistleblowers. It's got to be the last Whistleblowers of 2016. Wow. Yeah, I know. I didn't even thought about that until I just said it very much out loud. Um, which is probably a good time to sort of have a little look back at what we're going to, what's happened during the course of the season. And we'll do that through the eyes, some would say squinty, and too close to their noses, of Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher a little bit later on. But uh, before we get into those, we're going to welcome back a couple of favourites to our uh, podcast. Uh, One, of course, you'll all know because he comes from Leighton and Manchester, and yet for some perverse reason (laughs) still pretends to support Liverpool. Stu, um, you had Monday night... Where watching the Merseyside derby? I was in Leighton watching it, w- presumably with with the with the red massive. Yeah, a very, a very yeah, seriously, I was massive. in a very a very a very um, a very Liverpool friendly pub. In fact, we had the one Erin Evertonian as well. It was kind of Do a you know, very I, surreal. I cannot bear gentrification. <laughs> And there it is, the living, breathing example of if it. If you saw the Evertonian, it wasn't gentrification. <laughs> So, Stu's here, and we can talk about that in a moment's time. But also, and you know, this is this is the I reckon this was the kind of man you were, Marty Gritton, when you were a player. You dragged yourself. Literally, we have walked to this podcast. He was on fingernails and toes <laughs> because he's done his back umping boxes. Yeah, tin man moving again, just about. <laughs> but you know, because you're but you're a team man, though. You were like this oh, as absolutely. a player, weren't you? Yeah, that's. I'm it. all right, gaffer. Centre floorboard. That's what he used to call me. <laughs> what? Tell me about this. In terms of this is the, the ongoing conversation in which managers will say. Actually, managers will say, and I, I'm. Well, Klopp's done it. Klopp's done it. Yeah, they're they're just, they're, they're, he yeah. said he, he said he's fine. What, why would anyone ask a footballer about his medical condition? Yeah, it's and and the physio that backs him up is always yes, exactly. just immediately capitulates against all his his Hippocratic oaths and everything else. It's like, oh no, yeah, he's all right. If he says he's all right, he's all right. That's fine. Open but, lesions but, in the neck and this knowing your own body <laughs> thing is yeah. a load of old fanny, isn't it? I mean, I mean, because I mean, of course you do. To I mean, yeah. we all do. You know, you won't be going. Oh, that's the back gun. Oh, that's my ankle. But you can't say, oh yeah, I'm one hundred. I'm, I'm absolutely ready to run around professionally as a football player. That's tough, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's tough. And you see the centre-halves that put themselves through it and yeah. just know that they can just about get through it. It's if you cost your team and they know it's because of that injury that then that's the real that's the real thing. And then you see, and, and very often, more often than not, it's the you know the marquee centre-forwards that have played with hamstring injuries. They're the ones you don't really want to risk themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they, the hammy goes, right, for four to six weeks. But yeah, centre-half carrying a few what about, a dead leg. What about the other side of it, which is that one that, that Klopp was going on about and a few others have done where the player is supposedly being soft yeah. and doesn't like pain? Well, that's, did, did that come up in the dressing yeah, room? Well, do you know what? It's increasingly like when I've gone back in a few times, spoke to old teammates, and they were, they've said, you know, lads have just gone, 
uh, you know, younger younger lads in school going, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for this week, but I'll, I'll be back for next week. I'll be fine. And they're dictating to the man. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like going, yeah. oh, my. I've just never picked, I've picked myself an exit yeah. day. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, I might not be all right for the 28th of December. After New Year, I've got, I've got a family thing on then. And then I'll, it's like these are professional it's, footballers it's, picking and choosing. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, they have to go that route. Because after Rojo obviously wanted Christmas oh. off and launched himself two-footed mm. into... I think I think he actually arrived at the club and launched himself two footed at the steward <laughs> at the gate. Then then the nice man selling the hot dogs, it, t- trying to get himself. He started a nice those result. challenges in November. He, yeah. he did, and, just, and, and kept to go. What about Barkley's tackle? Yeah, he's. he's it, I thought that was horrible. Yeah, I really did. And I liked what Klopp said. Klopp said he's, it's just lucky that nothing worse happened because it obviously would have been worse for both of them. But it was snide. It yeah, looked really snide. Klopp, yeah. Klopp at the press conference after the game was really interesting because he didn't comment on it at all. He just said, you've seen it. Yeah, you don't okay. need me to tell me what tell you what you've seen. The, the, the worrying thing about that tackle is that uh, it worries that, it re- that, that some people think it represents... The good old days of a full-blooded derby. Mm. Now, it went. The, arguably, it. there is the part of the fact that we did. There were lots of you know face to faces and that's going on. Mm. But basically, just sticking your studs into someone's ankle doesn't strike me as being exactly some fond memory that we should that we yeah, should all be. Because if you think about, it, there was two instances of the game. There's that one, which is where Everton were, were, were second half. We, we were running them ragged in terms of them yeah. having the ball. But there was a moment when Lukaku broke. And Lovren just shoulder charged, just ran in front of him and stopped him running, which is equally cynical, but obviously doesn't hurt as much mm. and doesn't endanger the player. It's just seen as uh, probably, a cynical foul. But probably physically more resembles the kind of cut and thrust, blood and thunder football that, that I think that people are harking back to with that. Yeah, and the, the fully blooded tackle, the kind of the Stuart Pierce when yeah. if you got just a tiny bit of the ball, but you get to clatter the man into you know the middle of the next the week. Old it's, bonus. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know it's a, a reducer. <laughs> yeah, but those sort of tackles are the ones that make the mark on games, not the snide ones, not the ones that leave something on it. Because forever after that, you've got Henderson and Barkley. He's looking for him, or they're looking to do something, you know, or, yeah. or leave another one on them, and it's just not. Do we buy Henderson's response? We're good friends, and he said sorry. Uh, t- well, Henderson <laughs> tried to suck. He, su- he tried to suck the poison out of that, and he, he just has, publicly. He has, but he of has. course, he, he, and, uh, wouldn't you have? Uh, wouldn't you have loved when that keeper was? Uh, no, I'm staying on the Everton keeper, <laughs> and he's hobbling around. They never stuck a ball on him at all. You as a centre forward, you'd have been screaming, yeah, wouldn't absolutely. you? Absolutely. Sh- sh- there is one just place little, for that to go. Depth charge right on top. Of, yeah, something. I can't believe that they don't do that more often, especially when you got. You know the quality of the balls that they can put in, and 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 the way that they they play. You know, quite direct play, and just bring them out, especially in behind Liverpool's. Well, with the re- with the Rigi as well, you could you yeah, could have just you could have him put him under, under pressure. Mm. How about but, but Sturridge is an interesting case in point on this one here. Now, is this is this a young man who's a little bit unlucky with the fact that he's he's carrying he definitely carries around with him the the, the, the sort of a tarnish upon him, which is that he don't fancy it. But he, he may be this young, younger generation of, of, of player that you're referring to, which is saying, look, I physically know that I can't do this. I get the feeling with him as well that you wouldn't get Liverpool players wearing a T-shirt with Daniel Sturridge on it, you know, as if he's been injured. <laughs> the wrong way round with yeah, his number. I yeah. know, it's like, not this kind of collective. <laughs> he's the, he plays for himself, he always has, but he has the ability to do things yeah. that none of the others do. But you get this kind of edge of arrogance about him that you believe that he could be the kind of guy that goes... I, 
don't quite fancy it today, which which is a, not necessarily, a, it's not a fair thing to say, but at, at the same time, he is the kind of player that you might believe that of just through, you know, last year's. It's very hard to shrug off that reputation, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but it's, I think that is a little bit of a media narrative. I think the good thing is that the reverse psychology of what Klopp's done is he's basically outlined, if you don't do three training sessions, you don't play. Don't so play. it's not, yeah. I'm not being finicky on match day. If you don't get through three training sessions, then you don't... You don't like the first-team squads. So therefore, yeah. the rules are simple, then. Yeah. For, for, and, and Actually, that does take a lot of... That takes a lot of the fuss and nonsense out of it, doesn't it, really? Because I mean, pound a, for pound, he's, he's, he's probably England's best centre-forward. But obviously, he's... Or Danny Welbeck. He's injured. Welcome to the other member of the lightweight class <laughs> in, the, in, in England number His nine. His goal-scoring record's not quite the same, is it? Yeah. I mean, Dan, the story just scored the fastest 50 goals for Liverpool... It, it, as, as a player so mm. clearly he can score and he's good enough I'm glad we talked because I want to talk about nines he, he, you know because there's a variety of nines Martin's an old Martin's an old nine <laughs> he's got it tattooed on his very back now even if he hasn't basically the stain of the nine are just soaked into his skin across the years from all these various like football on shirts that, on, exactly, that wooden, exactly, on that yeah. wooden back did, did you see the game last night then did you see Liverpool uh, uh, no I listened, I listened to it I was, on, I was driving back up from Cornwall with, with his bad back because yeah. Origi had, 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 as a number nine as it were hmm. had, a, had a torrid had a torrid first half where the ball wouldn't stay with him yeah. no matter what he did it yeah. just wouldn't stay. But, but the weekend was dominated by it. Because uh, last week on the, on, on, on Whisperers, we were talking about centre-half. So because the big debate was about no one knows how to defend anymore. And then you get a weekend where Ibrahimovic and Costa dominate. And it's an interesting phenomenon within the context of what we're looking at now is this brand new game where it's the three centre half thing it's the pressing game this that and the other and then suddenly old fashioned values seem to be popping up here there and everywhere mm. nines they're, they're, you blokes do a job don't you well, it's interesting you, you say about Origi I'd never classify him uh, alongside the other guys as someone that you need that guy to hold up the ball to bring everyone else into play. Because yeah. the way they play with the front three now, that's almost irrelevant. If he can't get hold of the ball and bring his midfielders up the pitch, well, they'll just go wide. Uh, he, he'll get dragged and he'll bring on another player. Um, he went he, left, to be honest with you, in the end. He just yeah, started to go left just himself. That's it. If you can't get involved in the game, that's the hardest thing. If you're not getting involved in the game, having the discipline to stay up front and then get hold of the ball because you're usually up against two centre-halves mm. if you're playing a traditional back four. But um, Ibrahimovic and Costa, I was thinking about this again on the way up, just saying that they should be scoring a goal a game. I mean, because you're the main striker of a centre of a three in those quality sides, why shouldn't you, why yeah. shouldn't you be expected you'll get, to score a goal Because you'll get the ball where you, you need ball, it half yeah, a dozen when, times. And, and, I'm, and I'm saying that over the course of a season. I mean, that's, this isn't necessarily, you know... But you see from Origi, has got five and five, and I wouldn't say Origi's playing the best football of his life. He's no, not necessarily no. the best player. Uh, Ibrahimovic, everyone's raving about him. I don't... He's not doing anything in games that make me... I think really? he's the best player in the league, but he's a very good striker. I'd say Costa's doing more than all of them because mm. he's fighting tooth and nail, but he's also got a team behind him that make him the focal point of that. Are, are they so doing always- jobs at nine that you'd never consider as a player? Because cause the, 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 I think the reason people kind of get the, the idea that they are classic nines is because they're big, strong-looking yeah. individuals. But I think Ibrahimic in particular doesn't play 
like a target no. man, does he? And none of them lead the line in that in that no. traditional way because of the way that they play through the middle. They'll rely on that key link up man, the Juan Mata, the David Silva, the uh the, if it's not Fabregas or Hazard. There's a there's always a link up man and then that's the guy that gets out wide and then it's not that traditional number nine, but it's it's nice to see those focal yeah. points strikers scoring goals because if they're not scoring goals then you know, at, that, at the top, it's Aguero. They are pointless. Yeah, and Aguero, I find that he he's one that, when he's on form, does that a little bit more because he'll create opportunities. Yeah. But we talk about Sturridge. Sturridge is the guy that can, he he was a similar to Suarez. He can create the goals from nothing for himself. He can well, look well, like, he our, can our, our this goal, game look like Our goal was about him magic. pushing yeah. himself yeah. where you could have, it, 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 10 minutes you'd have said, pass the ball, pass the ball. Yeah. And he just held the ball, greedy, ran past three defenders and it was an opportunist shot, hits the post and then we scored can the rebound. You, can you see how people's, uh, you know, from watching it as a fan's point of view, it's, it's, it's like, you know, Giroud, you know, that people, that Arsenal struggle to want to watch Giroud, but Giroud will do you an honest, old-fashioned yeoman centre-forward job. But that might be because you've got a fellow like Sanchez, and obviously you've got Aguero at City. There, there are different jobs being done by different footballers. Lukaku, so you don't need that. Lukaku, well, Lukaku was like a, a, master, was like a masterclass. Yeah. So that's why, that's why Origi's lack of ability to do it when he was having to try to bring other people to play and he couldn't and then you watch Lukaku and he he just lacked class behind him yeah. you could see he was class he can lead the lane yeah he was and amazing he, he is that kind yeah. of football that discipline has that discipline oh he's, he's becoming that player and two defenders had to, were having to fight he with occupies, him yeah he, he occupied two yeah. defenders so it was like it was a real masterclass watching him but of course is it a, what you then build around that centre because I say uh, you know Peyton and the Arsenal look a more potent, although, albeit the fact that, of course, they, they did the old-fashioned Arsenal thing in the last couple of games. But in terms of going forward, Sanchez has got this licence, it would seem. Whereas, of course, when Giroud was there, he you, you talk about he should be a goal of game. He probably wasn't because he was never going to get six, be offered up six nice chances, was he? No, maybe, but, but I'd, I'd say the, the Giroud one's a slightly different situation because he... In that team, you've almost got too many cooks behind him, and that was sometimes the reason that the ball slowed down. When when Arsenal move the ball quickly, they're un, unplayable. You know, when when yeah. they, go, they go through teams like a dose of salt, but that has to rely on Giroud being the very very last man leading the line to create that space for Otso and then for Sanchez to come in. But you, you, you throw in an Anawobi or those guys that kind of again they're guys that are coming through. It's not the same quality of players that they had delivering yeah. the ball that they they used to have. You know, so it's it's a difficult thing. I, I, I'm talking about the the focal point striker when yes. Um, so in Abraham Abrahamovic, um, uh, an Aguero, Acosta, those guys. I would never put Giroud in that category but he would create the opportunities for the goal of game guy who would be Alexis I would say exactly and, you'd, and, and a bit of dog's work that no one's sort of yeah. really notices you know it'd be an assist if he was an American Discipline. sports yeah you exactly pay for it but yeah. Giroud this, this season though has been interesting because he a bit like stories come on when everyone's knackered mm. Giroud's been coming on for that last 20 minutes and so his ability to be a fixed point as opposed to the mobile point against defenders who are now knackered yeah means he's got an advantage That's in it. terms of his skill That's also the, the last 15 minutes yeah. then, that, that, yeah. that he's used before as that, as that, as that weapon. Do, I, I, too, was interesting. Andy Carroll coming back, he struck me when I watched him at West Ham, you know, last couple of three games, is that a career which was ruined by Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool, I think Jurgen Klopp wouldn't have minded having him there, would he? He's, he's, not, he's not mobile enough, is he? I mean, he got... Oh, actually, this, is, this is the big... He's, well, he's, well, he's, well, the reason he got rid of Ben... Well, if he's prepared to do it, then that would be the test because he gave Ben Teke enough chances and Ben Teke wouldn't do 
what Origi was doing last night, which is run for nothing. <laughs> it, what it would feel like. Basically put defenders under pressure, not be the person always trying to score goals. Because the point of when you've not got the ball is you're going to have to make somebody but, tired. But, but Klopp's also not afraid of having the ball put in the box. No, it's not true. But I don't think, I don't think that... Um, that Andy Carroll would be as comfortable being a right and a left winger when it's Firmino's turn to be in the middle or when it's Mane's turn to be in the middle. I think he would, he would, he would be more, he would go like within the width of the 18 yard area at most, I think, looking at how he plays. He's not the fella to put the ball in the middle, is he? Whereas Origi often does. Well, I have to say, he, he, he's... He can hit a dead ball, I mean, don't a, wrong. And also, to a certain extent, which might be to his chagrin, unfortunately, is because what he does, he, he works... Like a like a yeah. like a car tools and gets himself hurt as a result because he does pull across the entire width of the football pitch. Do you, do you think he could have been? He feels more like I, I could see him as a clock player. Yeah, I, I, I can see why Rogers, you know, who's, who's got his own yeah. interesting way of looking at these. Well, things. I, I, I'm a big Andy Carroll fan. I, 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 I compare him with Ben Turkey. The difference is uh, Carroll's commitment wins him more balls than it shouldn't. True, true. And then yeah. you look at those things and he's got all these qualities that I think Klopp would really admire. Um, I think it would be hard to find him, as Stuart was saying, in um, the starting lineup. say you've got Coutinho's fit, Firmino's fit, uh, Lalana. You, how would you fit him in that starting lineup? But then you would have him as a, I'd have him over Giroud every day. Yeah, just really, be, yeah. Just because him coming on the last 20 minutes, you're sent a half trying to pick up a wardrobe getting thrown at you. And then he's also <laughs> nifty on his feet. No, I mean, he, he is, he's, he's pro- he is, he is, I mean, he did it for Liverpool on the odd occasion. I think when he got a hat-trick against Man City at Anfield, you were like, this is the Andy Carroll we paid thirty yeah. million for because yes. they couldn't they couldn't touch him. No, and Juventus pre I saw him play for Juventus pre, uh, against for Juventus preseason for yeah. West Ham. Came on, he was an absolute and, and I, you know the handfuls the cliche that he should always be, but he has more abilities than that. And, no, he, and, you know, uh, have this, you seen this though? Have you seen him at West? Have you seen him be unplayable at West Ham since he's oh, come? Uh, uh, he came back. Uh, he was uh, only the other week. You see, he plays all over the pitch. He plays all over the front half of the pitch. He's also extremely good. You know, as your front post defender, etc., like that. He drops back into the right wing position to defend. Okay, okay. And the biggest problem you may argue is that you're six foot six and prone to snap in half. Perhaps you do rein it in a little bit more. Mm. It's a bit like when they talk about fast bowlers not sliding for boundaries. You know, it's like, you know, sometimes you just, you know, it's just like save yourself, son. You got, you know, you're doing too much and then you get another stupid injury. It's, ne- it's never. Just a, a, an injury from 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 a like some no. major collision with, it's a, like a, with a player. Injury, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, get the shotgun out time. Sea biscuit. <laughs> it's sea biscuit. Yeah, this. But Billich Bill, obviously fancies him, doesn't he? He's, he thinks he can do something. Yeah, but that's based on the fact they've got no one else to. So, no, <laughs> but also, I think yeah, I think you're right. And also, and again, he's one of those guys. It's a bit like Jack Wilshire, I guess. If you can, or Welbeck, or Sturridge. If you, there's a lot of our footballers. If you can just keep them actually playing some bloody football, you've got a lot of... There's, there's some decent players around Well, the hope, the hope for the cycle of the season, for, from a Liverpool's point of view, as I would see it, is... Sorry, man, I went we there. Massive apologies. I looked at mine and said we. <laughs> if I could get... The if, England if, squad, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> if, we could, if we could get... Ten, if we get ten games in the run at some point in the season at Sturridge, you know that's going to be worth a lot of wins. It might not be what we needed the first ten games of the season, but in the site, the way the seasons go, mm. having him fit for ten games running, letting somebody rest and stuff will be, you know, obviously the obvious one is 
Mane's going to disappear in January for the African nations. Yeah. So there's there's the window. As Coutinho comes back, you yeah. might have a bit of, a bit of love back. That's a, that's a crusher because I, w- I was really enjoying watching Liverpool when they had that forward. Like, oh, no. It was irresistible. It's, we're going to go a break in a moment's time, just a little quick break. I think, are we going to do a break? We don't, yeah, we're going to go a break in a moment's time. But just before we do that, what's interesting, we've ended up at this stage. It's Aiden had, has, has I called it. It's uh, Chelsea, Liverpool... Man City, he said, would, the three, would be the, the three challengers. Now, listen, it's, it's halfway through, but he's, he's actually right. And Liverpool have, got, have ascended. Can you see why he's kind of been more dismissive of, of, of I mean, immediately Arsenal? But that, he's gone those three. I Definitely with Chelsea and Man City, those were the two that, that, that yeah. stand out for me, where, without a doubt. Um, dismissive of Arsenal and Spurs is, is harsh, but it's, um, you know... Uh, <sighs> It's difficult to say. I mean, yeah, Stuart, what would you say in the... Uh, well, Liverpool exactly, because Liverpool was in the mix, he's a yeah. man now. What, well, how do you feel that you've progressed? Well, it, I think Klopp, wants, Klopp sees the opportunity to win it because there's, there's, there's that kind of hypothetical logic. Going, well, if we finish third this year, then we're in the top four, blah, blah, blah. Next year, we finish second. Then we, it doesn't work like that. If you look at him dropping carriers now and putting Mignolet in, that's him going, I don't need this fucking messing around here. I need to get some points on the board. And I've now got, got the equally good goalie who's not as nervous right now. And, I, and, and it's proved right. We've had two clean yeah. sheets yeah. and two wins. And they're that. in that position. And why would you think you can't sustain yeah, it? Yeah, so exactly, that's that, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. And we've got no Europe to worry yeah. about in the new year. Mm, that's huge. You so, and Chelsea. Could, yeah. So Chelsea and Liverpool, it's, it's, that's the pisser really that, that Chelsea have, have sort of, because when we played them at Stamford Bridge, they looked like a shell. Neck and neck and head to head. When we come back, Jamie C and Gary Nev, they're obviously people <laughs> I've never met. <laughs> and they're 11s. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Now, it's threatened. Uh... The, the 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 bit about this, this is Sky Sports did it, I think. They put the two teams together Monday night. So Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher picked their 11s. Uh, I'll, I'll give you Gary Neville's to start with um, because it's only there's a few little tweaks that you've got to deal with. First of all, what we deal with the fact is they both picked 4-4-2s. <laughs> and in their 4-4-2s, Gary Neville's gone, um, you've got Courtois and Goal. Aspilletta is the right back. Louise, Van Dyke and uh, Danny Rose. Oh. Lalana, Kante, Fernandino, and Hazard, and he's got um, he's got Costa and Zlatan up top. Now, I know that this is this team isn't going to be running out there, Martin. But first of all, David Luiz in a back four. I mean, surely I'm a bit surprised that he basically hasn't picked a three there. If you're going to go, I mean, as I say. Withstanding the fact this isn't a real team, but you've got the formation is massive this season. It would seem. 
Yeah, definitely. And and Louise, uh, you know, it's 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 still early days in terms of uh, what's going on at Chelsea. I think fortunate that they're a very solid unit. But don't tell me that he's not prone to <laughs> David Louise moments. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, and he stepped into the midfield, and he's kind of he, he looks assured in, in a lot of things he does. But as a unit, they are. They have been phenomenal. I'd say that's 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 their endearing quality this season. Chelsea have been a complete unit and yeah. and fit as fiddles. They've been at it the last ten minutes of games, just grinding things out. See, that's, that's interesting. That's you so s- important. That exa- that's gonna, exactly right. I mean, that's the, that's the boring stuff that we tend not to think about mm. as fans. Is 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 detail like that? Mm. Is that? But you will see that you can mm. see switching off, you know, or dropping off, yeah. or lapses of, la- lapses of concentration. You're not, and, and this is with Gary Cohen. Who, with all due respect, I don't think he's wandering into most. He, he, he's a bit, he's a bit John Terry S for me. He's, he's someone who's who's forced himself. You know, he's, every sinew of his body's made himself be useful. But he's not a brilliant football player, is he? No, I mean, I, again, it's, it's, it's in in that role in these sort of teams when things are going well and you're playing well as a unit. It's that familiarity, and I think playing yeah. eleven players every week, he plays the same starting lineups, and you know what you're going to get. You know what each other are doing, and you know the games where they, they really stood out for me when they should have get, be getting beat by City, and they have just. They've got a phenomenal result there, yeah. but the way that they absorbed so much pressure and hit them on the break as a unit, but I think they look phenomenal team. That's that, that old fashionedness is something that Liverpool haven't got at all yet, is it? Man City haven't got at all yet. You know that the back, a back for City arguably because company is a either either E uh, A. I've just jumped from A to D. Either A injured or B passed it. I don't think we know. If either of that, if the if the latter is actually a fact, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that. I mean, I mean, Liverpool's back four, if you were going to, if if it was if it was free of injury, is has been has only been changed around because of Matip and Lovren. The pair of them have, at different times have had slight knocks, but Klein and Milner has been the fullbacks, and that's been they've both been excellent. Well, I'd, I'd yeah. argue that Milner's been probably one of the best fullbacks mm. this it's in this season, despite the fact that he's not. Nobody's been able to or tried one or the other to get one over, you know, to take advantage of the fact there's a midfielder playing fullback, which you'd have thought by now mm. somebody would have put some, you know, you'd have thought like Zaha for Palace or whatever would have given them the run. That's a it. good brain in it. That's just a good footballer's yeah, brain in it. Yeah, but, but, he, but he's proved it, hasn't he? And I yeah. think that's, that's he the, plays up against people as well, doesn't yeah. he? He doesn't mind getting just that. No, no, he's not. He's not. Just giving not, them a, a bump and a touch. If you look at him, he is built like yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's a fit. He's a fit man, isn't he? You know, in, in a physical sense, and he'll meet. He'll, he'll meet you. You know, and he certainly won't stand off you, which which could be levelled at a lot of the city defenders. You know, that's been that's been one of their problems. But but your point about the consistency of a choice is that's the that if you look at where Liverpool have had the blips, two of him was when we put Lucas in centre half where we were just try where Klopp's tried to just put a plaster over a mm. over a cut and right. it worked. Whereas when he's like Clavin now, who is a centre half, he's doing you know, well. He's not the fastest well. Bertram is the, is the name that Jeremy he got Pickford in goal. You've seen enough. Of, I haven't got to see enough of Pickford to make to make no, one. No, no, no. Sounds like a bold move. Let's let's skip. Gently pass it, <laughs> but uh, Ryan Bertram he's got he's got in a good he's player. He's having a good season. Yeah, he? absolutely. Yeah. He makes sense in there. The midfield's fun. You can, you can adjust it around. Lalana, Kante, Fernandino, and Hazard is the way that Gary Neville went. He's got De Bruyne um, in there instead. Now, uh, it strikes me that, well, first of all, there's two oldie midfielders in Gary. It seems a bit negative, but the midfield now is a lot of goals come from there now, don't they? 
Martin, are we seeing better, more well-rounded midfield footballers than, than we have done for many a long year? Yeah, I think the, the explosive ones he talks yeah. about, the, the sitting midfielders are not the kind of guys that just make a career out of just sitting there or go back and, and you're happy to sit in there. They're explosive players that disrupt the other team's attacks and then kind of move the ball really quickly into a good good place. Happy to give it to, to, to the players that are creative. You talk about De Bruyne there and you know you see the delivery and the quality on the ball just doesn't disappoint. That's Isn't it weird? I, 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 you do. You watch De Bruyne and, and you'll, you'll see him stick a ball in the box and what you're looking at is going, my God, that's a great cross. Yes, it's a cool but it's a cross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like this is some kind of you know some, some talent out in the middle of nowhere, and mm. but it is, but he, it's 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 like a lost art. But he 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 has a, I mean, from what I've seen of De Bruyne, is he 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 seems to revel in that kind of whatever whatever. What do, you, what do you call it where you do you, you repeat things in training he seems to know when he's got his back to his forwards when he turns and shoots a long ball diagonal he knows where his forwards and attacking midfielders are going and can play it into their running space can he he seems yeah. to be able to do that a lot which is that's that's not a yeah. usual thing that's not the ordinary midfielder that we yeah, knew and love is it, man, is it? No, no. Man. He, does, he, he, he kind of breaks breaks lines and mm. he also looks he's a problem solver for you know a forward he always seems to find a way to get through or to break them down as it Silver was for a long time at having him alongside him and that's, yeah. that's why those guys are not he kind of goes he kind of if a game's hard i.e. the forwards aren't getting success you see him move nearer and nearer and almost become an attacker because it's like yeah, we're so. on top I don't need to spend so much time our side of the halfway line. What do you like? Because you've got, you've got Kante and Fernandinho in there as well, and, and, and you've got Lalana and Hazard. So you've got your two fancy, you, you've got a nice bit of light-footed, fancy footballers there, a couple of solid ones there. De Bruyne is an interesting one. I, I, I don't know what he, he's, he, he seems, he's, he's not a very unusual contemporary midfield player. I'll tell you what he reminds me of, he's Yaya Toure when he was, when Yaya Toure was Yaya Toure. Who is? De Bruyne. De Bruyne, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of footballers like Pogba, if he could actually get his game together, I, arguably. I, I mean, this is bias, obviously, but a name that's missing off both lists is Wijnaldum. Now, he's probably having one of the most underrated seasons so far. If you look at Liverpool's midfield, he is... He, the ball, he doesn't lose the ball. He, 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 you can't get him off the ball. And he's linking up when Coutinho's in the team and him are in the team. He is that link man. And then when he doesn't need the link man, he's breaking lines as well. Mm. It is, it, and yet... He's kind of done it with that because we bought him to be almost like a number ten. Yeah, but Klopp's seen something else, a bit like the putting Lalana in midfield as well. Because again, that Lalana was an attacking midfielder. See, I'm surprised you weren't because Coutinho's name's not there, and Coutinho seems to be the, like the master motivator. But, but he's a, he's an attacker, isn't he? So yeah, if you're well, playing four four two, where does he go? Well, I, th- I, I assume in a four four two, he goes in the midfield there somewhere as one of your fancy damn midfielders. But um, the forwards thing. Costa, Zlatan and Sanchez. Sanchez is in uh, Carragher's team um, and he replaces, I think, uh, Zlatan in there. So Costa's remains solid. Um, I, again, no, you ain't playing them against each other, but what, who do you like? We talked about number nines at the start there. Uh, 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 who's the one you like? Who's your favourite up there? I, uh, Aguero. Just the, really, yeah? Just the way he puts... Just side netting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, as a striker, he always seems to... If he doesn't move the ball with one touch, he'll hit it first time and he'll hit side netting pretty much every time. Either foot. Just like as, as a striker, Costa's got this, you know, this uh, guts and grit about him. But 
I've never seen, um, I've, I gen- well, I've not seen Aguero go through a, a spell that's been prolonged, you know, yeah. where, where he's really, really struggled. I know that he's, he's, he's had tough times, but, um, with injuries, but, uh, for me, he's like that irresistible striker in the league. Um, Sanchez, phenomenal as well, but again, I'd, I'd, I'd say that the team, the way that they play, they don't necessarily move the ball quick enough. When they move the ball quick enough in that team, even Walcott looks world class. So, you know. <laughs> oh, I like the even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do yeah, like yeah, a good yeah, even yeah, every now I mean. and then, don't but you? Anyway, so that's what I'd say for. Right, before we go, uh, and we say uh, happy holidays to everybody as a result of that, um, we talked about centre forwards there and we talked about Ross Bartley earlier on there. Uh, Jamie Vardy, Leicester are going to appeal the red card. I, I, I was. Uh, Craig Paulson for me is, is an absolute knob for the way that he's conducted himself over the Rojo and therefore Jamie Vardy's situation. Um, just from the... Uh, but, but Leicester, that's a bold move because they probably can't get away with this, can they? Can you use the Rojo defence? Is that, is that what they're going to use? <laughs> is that, <laughs> you know, is that you a let, chess opening? You, you let they him do have you let, cited it. They have oh, cited sake, really? Paulson's decision on that. You can't... You, you, you can't legislate backwards, can you? It's you not, it's not you a, can't cite incidents where it didn't happen. No. It's not the old Bailey. We're not dealing no, with exactly. precedents. It's, right. like, it's, like, yeah. it's like there's mistakes um, and then there's fouls. Uh, sir, I cite Burn, <laughs> Burn against Moore, 1867, when Burn, wearing giant boots that came straight from the pits with, with studs made from the teeth of tigers. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can't happen, can it? You're right. Makes no sense. You saw the Vardy tap. I mean... Hmm. There's nothing in it. Was no, there? it's momentum. Momentum's taking it into it, and he's got a wee touch on it. And this, I mean, it's it's not sending off all day. I mean, that's not even it's not even debate. No, no, come here. None of us believe that, surely. Apart from the fact they've appealed and they won't get away with it, and he'll probably get he'll probably yeah. get suspended the next game as a direct <laughs> result. That's no good. Another one, gentlemen. Have a lovely holiday. Why don't you? And you like there do as well. We'll see you in the new year. That was 2016's worth of whistleblowers. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners, Sports Revolution, on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.